You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Wednesday, February 16th. 2022. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Today's show, we're going over Pakoda rankings, not rankings, projections. Pakoda projections, whole episode, bingo, bango. Uh, if we can get to everybody in this episode, then that will be the entirety of this show. If we do not, then we'll have a nice little two-parter. And it'll carry over into tomorrow's show as well. But for now, today's show, all Pakoda rankings. If you don't know what Pakoda rankings are, uh, they are a basically a lot of math and a lot of uh, a lot of prediction simulations, engines, etc. And they give their projections for every single player's stat line for the upcoming season. It's always a fun thing they do every February. Uh, they also have a prediction for standings, win-loss record for every single team as well. Uh, we we kind of talked about some other websites' predictions earlier this offseason when they released theirs, and, and this is all also under the impression of a 162-game season, which it, by the day gets less and less likely. Uh, yesterday's show, I screamed for 20 minutes about, well, how I scream. I I don't really get like, like scream, scream angry ever. You know, that's not really in my, in my DNA, in my blood. It's not really a part, part of my personality, I guess. But for the equivalent of me screaming for, uh, for 20 minutes for two whole segments, there about the lockout update and the last situation, uh, and it was exhausting and it's still exhausting and dumb and I want it to be over with. So we are just going to not even have a lockout update today. There isn't really one from today to yesterday. So today's Pakoda rankings will be super fun. Uh, Pakoda is made by Baseball Prospectus. If you are a member of Baseball Prospectus, you can go and look at these yourself. If you're not and you want to become a member, you can go there. But get get a membership and then look at them yourself. You can get all of the uh, predictions and projections for the upcoming season. You can learn about the more of the in depth of the formula. They give some player comparisons too for uh, players of past that are equivalent production wise. So it's kind of a fun thing. It's it's really cool. It's really well done. Bra- baseball Prospectus does a fantastic job. So. Let's get into the Detroit Tigers for the 2022 season. Again, this is all assuming an 162-game season. Uh, Pakoda is not a big fan of the Detroit Tigers. I guess we can start with that. Not a big fan. Uh, The Tigers took a huge step forward, as everybody that's listening to this, I'm sure, knows, last season. And I think even with the roster that we had, still, they did overperform. They did. It's not even an I think. They, they, they did outperform what everybody on the planet thought they were going to do, and they were still, what, seven games under 500. 
So that that's telling you what the state of the roster was going into last season. Um, where, a, where a massive overperformance of a year was still like, you know, pretty comfortably, maybe comfortably is not the right word, but uh, not not just a game or two under five hundo. You know what I mean? And looking forward to 2022, Pakoda really thinks that quite a few players that had decent seasons last year are going to regress a little bit, which we will get into as we're going to go over every single noteworthy player on pitching, hitting, etc. etc. There's not really too much left there, but uh, so not too terribly fond of your Detroit Tigers. I guess we'll start. Do you want to start with the pitching or the hitting? Let's start with the pitching. Pakoda has the best pitcher for the 2022 Detroit Tigers being Eduardo Rodriguez uh, and his ERA going into the three twos, a three two eight to be exact, uh, and have him pitching a boatload of innings actually as well. But that is the, their eyes, that is their formula, whatever you want to call it, that is Pakoda's best Detroit Tiger pitcher for this upcoming season. And I don't think that's very far-fetched at all. That's, this is the, the starter that you went out and paid big money on. Meisen Skubel ha- took big steps forward last year, but we're still not 100% sure on their innings, and they still both have quite a bit they need to work on. It's very feasible that you know Scooby or Mize take take another huge step forward and end up being you know the the best pitcher in the rotation. I don't think that's that far fetched. But if you're playing a safe game, right? If you're using BetOnline.net and, you, if you, and you're putting your money on on who the best pitcher for the Tigers is going to be, Erod is the safest bet for sure. He has been unbelievably consistent his entire career. When you look at ERA, when you look at FIP especially, it's unbelievable how consistent he is year in and year out with his FIP. Uh, the ERA might spike a year and then go down a year, but but the FIP, which is supposed, not, not supposedly is not the right word, but uh, according to that formula is all the things that that pitcher can control. And in that regard, he has been unbelievably consistent throughout his entire career. So you would think that going and, and pitching for an AL East team and having those good of numbers and that consistent FIP year in and year out of, of things that he can control, if he just continues to put up numbers like that, moving to the AL Central and, and pitching half of his games at Comerica is going to help greatly, right? So that that's a pretty safe bet. I'm with it, sure. When you get to the rookies... Right. Well, they're not rookies anymore. When you get to last year's rookies, when you get to to the my Scoobles and Mannings of the world, uh, Tarek Scooble they have as the best of the three. They have his WAR, and it's their calculation of WAR as well. So it's warp according to Baseball Prospectus. Uh, everybody has their own version of WAR, but uh, for for this, we're obviously going to use theirs. So Tarek Skubal has a 1.3 war for them. Casey Mize with a 0.7. And Matt Manning with a negative 0.3 war, uh, according to Bakota, this upcoming season. So breaking that down, I, I the Skubal and Mize debate, that's, that's wherever you think they are developmentally, right? So like Scooby is a strikeout machine. His K per nine was really solid last season as a rookie. 
and the walk numbers were really high and the hard hit percentage was really high right people were not, his fastball was what would turn batters into adam dunn it was fascinating whenever he threw a fastball it was either a strike or a home run it, it was pretty wild and, and he did have a little bit of uh, of walk problems as well at times so if you think that Scooble, his next step of development, can cut down the walk numbers, even if you kind of disregard the home run and, and the hard hit numbers, if he can just cut down the walk numbers, he could see another huge uptick in production. Casey Mize had moments where, where he had good strikeout games, but as a whole for the season, uh, n- not super high strikeout numbers, but really got in a groove and was able to induce a ton of of soft contact. He, he went on a heater there in the middle of the summer. And, and again, right before his innings got limited, limited at the end of the year as well. Uh, so that's really kind of subjective in my eyes on, on your personal opinion. Picot is not subjective. That that's their, uh, that that's their calculation. But I did, that one I could go either way with. I, I, I could totally see Scooble being more productive. I could totally see Mize being more productive. I guess it really comes down to what will improve more, Mize's strikeout rate or Scooble's walk rate. And whatever you think is more likely to happen, that's who you probably think is going to have a better year for the Tigers this upcoming season. Matt Manning being at negative 0.3. Um, Manning definitely has the most room to grow, but he's also a year behind all those guys as far as Major League debuts, so that kind of makes sense. Casey Mize was not very good when he first got called up in 2020, right? I mean, what did he have a six ERA, seven maybe even ERA? It was, you know, he, he struggled a little bit with the adjustment as well, but that's that comes with all uh, pitchers that have to adjust to the Major League level last year, Steven Strasburg, right? So, while I, I agree that Manning has the, the longest uh, way to go and the most area to improve on, I think what we saw at the end of last season was impressive enough for me to think that he will be at least a positive war pitcher. And while it's not completely out of the realm of possibility for him to continue struggling, I'm not sure the Tigers would throw him out there for every fifth day for 162 if he was putting up negative war. I feel like he might bounce back down to AAA, get some confidence back, come back up kind of a thing. So that that's another debate. We will get into, we'll finish on Matt Manning and then get into the rest of the pitchers after I tell y'all about Built Bar. This is the time of year where most people have pretty much given up on all their New Year's resolutions, but not this year. You're sticking to your New Year's resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because you actually enjoy eating them. And I do too. Have you tried the puffs? You got to. If you haven't, you're missing out. I promise you. They're one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, which is unbelievable, by the way. They're so good. These are going to be your new favorite. All Bill Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. The Puffs included. That's 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these because they are better. 
A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. More, most built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein, whereas the candy bar usually has about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. It is unbelievable. I finally got to try it. Um, They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it, and it will be delicious and good for you. At Built Bar, they are there to care about the taste. They make it taste delicious first. Then they figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, everybody, we are back. For segment two of Locked On Tigers, thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Looking at Pakoda rankings, we're still on the pitchers. Uh, Matt Manning, I just want to close on Manning. The big thing with him this past year, everybody's heard about the curveball, right, since he was young, honestly. I mean, outside of the Mize Splitter. It was like one of the most advertised pitches really within the organization. So so we know he's got a good curve. He, he needs to develop a solid third pitch. And the velocity for the fastball, I think, was the biggest head-scratcher to most people. Um, and, and I have full faith in in Fetter and in this entire coaching staff. Like, like blind, immense faith, uh, which I don't really have with any other organization in Detroit I don't think I'm trying to think off the top of my head I don't think I oh Stevie Y those are the two the 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 Detroit Tigers managerial staff Hinch Fetter etc and the Red Wings front office those two in Detroit I have blind faith in everybody else I'm, I'm as you guys know pretty critical of but the with Manning the, the you just man he showed signs. He really did. And if you can just get the, the fastball velocity to be a little consistent, because when he first came up, it was low 90s, and that's not really what he had been doing. Uh, I, I watch a, a lot of minor league baseball. I just absorb baseball as often as and as much as I can. And you bet your bottom dollar that I was watching every single Manning start I could when he was in the minors. And that, I mean, that was that's low. It was a little low when he first came up, but then he would show points where he would just, you know, rear his his long, lanky ass back there and 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 whip 97, 98 at the plate. And you're like, hey man, maybe maybe instead of like randomly going back and forth between 91 and 97, we just like look around and go, hey, maybe I just throw like 95 all the time. And he did have a couple of starts where he was consistently at 93 to 95. So that consistency is big with him. And that's with, again, this is pretty self-explanatory stuff at, at, at some points. The, with most rookies, rookie pitchers, that is a huge part of development. So he will get there. Like I said, I have full faith in, in Manning and in the, in the coaching staff for this team. I, I, I think he'll get there. But I would say that even, even if you want to go like 0.5 war season, on the positive side, you know, I'm not, I'm not expecting 
Manning to to take a, a ginormous leap forward, even though that'd be great. Uh, a huge leap forward. I just said ginormous unironically, by the way. <laughs> Not necessarily expecting him to take a massive leap forward, but I I am to a point where I think it's fair to expect after a half season of, of getting used to Major League Baseball, uh, hopefully it exists, I think it's fair to expect, you know, positive production. So that that's where I'm at with Manning. The last starter is currently Tyler Alexander, and we've talked a lot about Tyler Alexander this offseason and a ton about him during the regular season. Uh, but if the season started today, which I that's a different conversation, but if the season were to start today, Tyler Alexander would uh, definitely be the fifth starter. And he was also projected to have a negative 0.3 war. Uh, everybody knows my opinion of Tyler Alexander at this point, and I'd, I'd, I don't have to, to keep beating this dead horse. I, I don't want to just come on here and, and say what I don't think people can accomplish. I'd rather talk about what people can accomplish, but Tyler Alexander, I, I don't think is an every fifth day guy. I don't think he's a guy that gets the ball every fifth day and you go out there and, and you let him go to work, right? I do think that he is an excellent long reliever and spot starter. And again, we're not going to spend too much more time on this because this is a broken record at this point. If you listen every day, I've been voicing this as my opinion of Tyler Alexander for like six months now. So if he was to be the fifth starter, which I don't expect him to be, I, I fully expect us to go out and sign another starting pitcher when this lockout ends. But if he was the fifth starter today, that's probably not a too far off evaluation in my eyes. Okay, when looking at the bullpen, we will get to the bullpen. I just made an on the on the fly decision that we're going to go to an an ad read first, then go to the bullpen, and then we're going to just going to do hitters uh, as a whole on tomorrow's show. Okay, that on the fly decision. You know, big time players they make big time plays. Okay, and that that's the kind of, that's the kind of dude you're talking to. All right, and also if you want to bet on big time players, go to betonline.net. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performances, props, and even where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot. For all the sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball either. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, right to the Olympic coverage, and information. So head to the website today or use your mobile device and sign up and learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, everybody, we are back. For our third and final segment of Locked on Tigers, we're just going to do pitching today. The starting rotation took me a lot longer. I I didn't realize I had that much to say about the starting rotation uh, on February 16th in the middle of a lockout, but apparently I do. I can always count on myself to talk. You know, that's that's a... That's a quality that that most people can always rely, rely on me for and that I can rely on myself on. All right? So when we look at the bullpen, again, Pakoda... Not huge fans. They use a stat. They they show everything, right? They show ERA and all that kind of stuff. But zoning in, 
on they use a stat called deserved runs average minus. I know that sounds big and scary and oh sabermetrics are stupid and ruining baseball. I just want someone with a little bit of dog in them. You know what I mean? I, I totally get it. But it's really not that complicated. It is just their version of uh think of like OPS plus or ERA plus, right? Now with the a hundred scale. So you have a hundred and if it has a plus on the end, then anything over 100 is what percent better than league average you are at whatever OPS, ERA, like I said. And every number under 100 is how much worse you are than league average. This is just their calculation for pitchers, on, uh, and it's on a minus scale. So if you're below 100, you're doing better. If you're above 100, you're doing worse. And there's a ton of things that go into this calculation. It's it's very much better for projecting than it is for looking back on a recorded season that has happened and, and what their deserved run average is uh, because, uh, again, what, you, you might as well just use ERA or FIP or something because the season's already happened, right? But it, it is, a, a I think, it's a pretty solid stat for predicting. Or at least it's a simple stat to understand for predicting. Whether it's accurate or not is is pretty subjective. So, looking at the Tigers' bullpen, not a single person has a sub-100 deserved runs average minus. And this takes into consideration your defense, your your ballpark factors, all that kind of good stuff. A lot of the similar stuff that's in XFIP, right? Not a single person below 100, which means they don't expect a single one of our relievers to be above league average. It's not a great sign. There are some people that are around league average. Michael Fulmer has a 101. Gregory Soto has a 102. Joe Jimenez with a 105. And Jose Cisnero with a 108. Uh, who was the fifth person of the U? Oh, Kyle Funkhauser with a 112. So, not too fond of very many of the Tigers relievers. Uh, Fulmer and Soto, I think if, if again, if you are playing a safe projection, that's fine. Around league average is probably safe. I don't expect either of them to be significantly below league average. Those are going to be the two dogs in the back of the pen, uh, him and, and probably Cisnero, right? That's that's a fine, safe you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to sh- rock the boat. I don't want to go way out of my way and look stupid if, if I guess they're going to be 15% better than league average, right? I, I think it's a safe bet. Now, I think a safer bet would be putting that on the other side of 100. You can even do the same amount. You can, I, Fulmer at 99 and Soto at 98, sure. But I fully expect, again, maybe it's just having so much faith in this pitching coaching staff, but I really do expect big things out of both of those guys. And they were so good last year. And Soto has his problems, right? I mean, we all do. But like Soto has his problems on the bump. And everybody knows my opinion of Gregory Soto. That's that's the dog. That's, that's one of my favorite players in all of baseball. If not my favorite, I have to think about that. He's close, right? And I hung my hat on him a, a long time ago as someone that that I thought was going to be productive out of the bullpen in the major league level. And it's made me look really good sometimes. It's made me look really bad sometimes. 
he has the raw ability to be phenomenal. And the spotting his pitches is the, the struggle at this point. The dude can throw an 101-mile-an-hour sinker uh, from, from, as a lefty, right? He's got the ability to, to be as good as, as, as anybody in baseball, quite honestly, out of the bullpen. He's phenomenal. The slider took big steps forward last season. Very, very productive pitch now. The changeup doesn't really throw it, but sure. He it really does come down to the walk numbers, man. It really does. Because he, he had a ton of leadoff walks. If he can just not put the first guy in an inning on, I'll be okay. You know, I, I don't even... Anybody who throws that fast is going to run into some home runs every once in a while. But you're going to strike a lot more out. He just needs to cut down the walks even a little bit. I mean, it, it it's so high. His walk numbers are so unbelievably high. Even if he shaved off like like a fifth, like literally a fifth of what his walk numbers were last year, he would take another huge leap forward. Michael Fulmer, we've seen, honestly, his comes more down to health. I, I think he's pretty consistent in the bullpen and has been since he made the move back there. I, I think the bigger concern with him is just being able to stay healthy for a whole 162. And who knows, maybe we won't even get a 162 and that won't even matter. But that's not the point of this episode. Stop it. Joe Jimenez at a 105. Honestly, I think that's that's steep in, on the opposite end. I, I would not have Joe Jimenez at a, at a 105. I would probably have Jimenez closer to the 112. Cisnero at the 105 and Funk probably at the 108. Cisnero's been unbelievably good since becoming a Detroit Tiger. At the end of last season, he got a little bit of dead arm. Uh, we, we used him a lot, man. We used Jose Cisnero a lot. So at, at the end of the season, I think his arm got a little bit tired. We saw the velocity dip and the production dip. I, I really just attribute it to that. Jose Cisnero is good. And I think that that's a little disrespectful on that end as well. This bullpen was actually the one of the bright spots, if not the brightest spot of the team last year. So the fact that they don't have a single person producing above at, a, at an above league average clip is, is pretty surprising to me, and I think it's a little disrespectful. Kyle Funkhauser, I also expect to regress a little bit. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he looks coming back from camp uh, because coming into camp last year, you know, when he first showed up, um, was was sent down pretty quickly. So I'm I I really just have my eye on how he's going to look coming into this season. Uh, the other pl- p- players, that's the word, in the bullpen that they have predictions for, Jason Foley at a plus 114, Alex Lang at a plus 116, and Brian Garcia at a plus 126. I'm not sure I expect Brian Garcia to be in the Tigers' bullpen for really much at all this upcoming season. Uh, Jason Foley is another guy that has some command issues but has really, really good stuff. And I'd be pretty excited, if honestly, if he made the team out of camp. Alex Lang, again, if you follow me on Twitter, and if you followed me on Twitter last year, you you know my opinion of Alex Lang. That's also the dog. And he is very much similar to, <laughs> to Gregory Soto in the sense that he's got nasty stuff, man. Like, I'm not even kidding. I would argue that Alex Lang might have the nastiest stuff of all the names I've listed. 
but the command is, is a big issue. If he was to go full 162, his walk numbers would be pretty off the charts. So 116 for him, sure. He he's got a he's got a lot to, to improve on still. But I I I still like him. I like him a lot, man. I'm a big Alex Lang fan. So that will do it for the pitchers. There we go, everybody. That'll do it for the pitchers uh, that I wanted to talk about. We will get to the hitters tomorrow. And surprise, surprise, they're not very big fans of the bats either. I'll just spoil that. But we will get into all the predictions for the hitters on tomorrow's show. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. A lot more calm of an episode today. You know, a lot calmer. Took a deep breath. Got a good night's sleep. Not really, but this upcoming night I will. And, and, and we're back on board, baby. We're back. And better than ever. Like I said, tomorrow will be the hitters. And then we'll figure out what we're going to do the rest of the week. I haven't decided yet. Probably another lockout update. I'll probably get mad again. But for now, Picota. Got to focus on the positives there, Bentley. We got to focus on it. Thank you guys for rocking with me. Thank you for listening so, so much. As always, for real, it means the world to me. Uh, peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. And I will catch you all tomorrow, baby. Go Tigers.